source for everything Huskers. And now keeping himself with Martinez. High yeah. is going to be in. Touchdown. Adrian Martinez off the right edge. Runs in from 15 yards out. Tie the game. This is the KLIN Husker Hour. Giving you an inside look at everything going on in Husker Nation. Nebraska wins its fifth national championship. Three sets one over the Florida Gators. Now. Shoots the three. Got it. Isaiah Roby nails it from three-point land. And a good time was had by all. Good Saturday morning. Welcome to another edition of the KLIN Husker Hour. I'm Cole Stukenholtz, KLIN special correspondent. I like that. That's Caleb Henry. In studio! KLIN sports director. He's the bearded gentleman over there. I'm the baby-faced God, assassin that, over here. What in the world? You when know you, what? It just has to happen sometimes. When you posted that to... <laughs> to social media this week i went no 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 this is not becoming a show thing no because i cannot i cannot remember it w- it's been minimum two and a half maybe three years yeah since i have knocked this down mm-hmm. as far as you are right now now i've trimmed it up obviously yeah because i'm not gonna let it just get wild well no you're not an animal no no, not not <laughs> like, even not, not e- like I was when I went sixty three days without touching it. Not even in these uncertain times would I be such an animal. No, it's as soon as you did that, I went, uh oh, that's not e- that's not the guy I work with. That's not why I took this job. No, it'll be back, gentlemen. It'll be back. You got to start the new playoff okay. beard. Well, yeah, I mean it's gonna come back. Um, we have a almost one year old, and she was giving me the side eye pretty good on. Thursday. Oh, she didn't cry. She didn't cry, but it was. I think we were close. But she's times. only known you, yes, with the beard. I only do this once a year, maybe. Like sometimes I don't even do this in 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 the course of a twelve month period. Um, but it'll be back. Don't you worry. It'll be back. <laughs> um, this is a big day. Not only do we have both of us back in studio for the first time in three weeks, but we are live on our Facebook page right now. With video, big thanks to uh, Kenny for getting that all hooked yes. up for us. That's I, this has Kenny actually Larrabee. been something that we've all been working on since what, like February? Something we, like that. We were doing some of it, but then kind of you know pandemic struck, so things got put on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Kenny's really put a lot of work into this, especially over the last few weeks. Got the go ahead, so here we are with a debut on Facebook Live. Yep. You get to see what we look like rolling out of bed on a Saturday morning as well. Is here's some here a lot of faith or a lot of uh, Husker talk, which there is believe it or not even without games as we say every week there is a lot to talk about with Husker Nation between additions and subtractions to teams, what things are going to look like a what kind of announcement are we possibly going to have on Scott Frost's Twitter, and of course we always have a good guest. Yes. We'll have wild speculation on that Scott Frost <laughs> Twitter announcement. Uh, Michael Brunts from 24-7 is the aforementioned great guest. Um, he's going to be on with us here uh, to talk about all this stuff. Um, notably, special teams commitments. Um, it's pretty exciting when you get two of them in one week, Caleb, and I know that you were probably as excited as me to talk special teams today. It's that... Uh... It's that Dave Chappelle meme. Y'all got any more of them specialists? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got a got a punter coming in who I believe the the Australian punter um, Cerny, Daniel Cerny, um, and he I believe is pretty much going to go take that punting job. So the, I know I know Pristup is still there. Yeah, Pristup's still there. Maybe he handles kickoffs. I don't know. Yeah, but but Cerny comes from this long line of Australian guys who have it's been, that really good like academy essentially yes. that they put through they're Australian punters and Australian kickers, and they go through and they have all of these connections. Well, Nebraska happens to have a connection out there. Mm-hmm. So it's just like Rocky Four that they're training like Ivan Drago. They, that's what they are. They basically yeah. just go through and they pump out these Australian rugby style punters, and Nebraska gets to hopefully benefit from one here. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the punting, you can get, definitely get an improvement there. Uh, the other commitment this week was the kicking side. Any any improvement from the 2019 kicking that we could have, Caleb? I, I Do you think, think they could see that in Nebraska? I think when you hear – I think when Coach Frost heard the criticisms of the things that could be improved going into this year, 
Um, obviously, what can the offense do to get better? Well, you've had the change of offensive coordinator. You've had a couple coaching changes. Yeah. All right, so that's been one thing that's addressed. What can you do special teams-wise? Well, now you've got your kind of special teams coordinator, and what are you going to do with that special teams group? Are you going to have to go through six different kickers over the course of the year to kick a field goal or an extra point? I think they're saying now, if we have to, we have proper depth to go through and do that. Because when you add Culp from uh, from LSU now coming in, and he's going to walk on mm-hmm. um, just for he just has the one year, yeah, grad it, transfer, yeah, walk grad on. transfer yeah. walk on just for the one year. But you add that with the. Um, with the community college transfer, Contreras, Contreras, Chase Contreras from Iowa Western. So, and I, for some reason, I couldn't think Iowa Western. I was like, Oh yeah, I was like Western Nebraska. And I was like, No, that's Teddy Allen. We're in the wrong sport immediately. <laughs> um, but when you add those two, you actually do have kind of a kicking competition. Um, Colt did was the starter for LSU a couple of years ago, twenty seventeen, and then just got put on the back burner behind a couple of really good legs that LSU brought in. Yeah. So he, he just wants to go compete for a job and not have it handed to someone. And I think that special teams room, it's going to be who's kicking well. You've got it's, – it's yours to go kick now. Yeah, so you have one guy on the roster for Nebraska who's, um, who's attempted – well, one, I should say, one kicker on the roster now who's attempted a, <laughs> a Division One field goal, and that's, that's Culp. There's also an outside linebacker who's also been a safety, who's also been a part-time kicker in Lane McCallum, who attempted some some kicks last year. Um, but otherwise, you've got Contreras, like you mentioned, Gabe Hines from Kearney, and Grant Detlefson from Lincoln Southeast. Both of them redshirted last season. Those are your kickers. That's your competition. Um, as far as punter, yeah, it's either Pristop or, or Daniel Cerny. The thing that you mentioned about special teams – Remember when you had the uh, Javon DeWitt departure yeah. in the offseason? And everybody's wondering. To North Carolina. Every, yeah. And everybody's wondering, hey, what are we going to do with this 10th assistant spot? Maybe they shuffle the guys they have on defense and you you get somebody to be a special teams Be a coach. full-time special teams the coach. Tenth, the 10th full-timer, you, you give that guy the, the ability to go out on the road and recruit. Um that didn't end up happening. They went and got Mike Dawson back, mm-hmm. um, and and so they still have just the same kind of setup as far as positions go. So you still have a special teams analyst. analyst. They brought in a, a different guy. This guy Jonathan Rutledge. He's new this off season from Auburn. Now I don't know anything about what goes into this formula, but Football Outsiders does a formula for special teams efficiency. Uh, the the definition of what they are are talking about when they define special teams efficiency. The per-possession scoring advantage a team's combined special teams units would be expected to have on a neutral field against an average opponent. Everybody get that? That is uh, the the way that they kind of sort these teams. He's been at Auburn for the last two years. Scott Frost has been at Nebraska for the last two years with his staff. Want to know where they rank in terms of the last two seasons? Do we, so, do we really want to know? So last year might be a little bit an outlier for Nebraska. They were 112. You had all those kicking issues, so I'll give them a little bit of a little bit of a pass on that. The year before, in, in 2018, they were only 85th. Those are the two years under Frost at Nebraska. Auburn, and Jonathan Rutledge is not maybe the end-all, be-all there at Auburn, but he was there for two years, and that's part of why Nebraska Obviously a significant force for it, though. Certainly. Auburn in 2018, 14th nationally. Okay. And then last year in 2019, 13th nationally. Okay, pretty out there and pretty consistent. So that's pretty encouraging for for having going. If you need it to fill a role, uh, you needed to fill a need on the staff to fix a very very big issue that cost you maybe cost you some games last year. Well, that's that's the biggest thing. Is is it really that fun to talk about kickers and punters at the end of the day? It's fun to talk about. The quarterbacks and the running backs and what you're able to do with a run-stopping linebacker. Like, those are the, the, the headlining things. What's not always so fun to talk about is what happens in the trenches. What does it look like on special teams? But when you look at what happens in the trenches and then what happens on special teams, that's the difference these last couple of years in a bowl game. Yeah. Well, and is it fun to talk about when you're in the middle of a pandemic and there's nothing else to talk about? It is 
awesome to talk about. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's, ter- it's it's so good, so good. I love it. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's not really the 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 thing that everybody's just chomping at the bit to discuss when you get with your friends. Like everybody's gonna be talking about Taylor Martinez and Luke McCaffrey. Yeah, everybody's gonna be talking about who's gonna take the other outside linebacker spot opposite JoJo Doman, or at least I'm talking about that every day. When Nebraska to goes dog. to Rutgers, are they gonna be facing a uh, Wahoo kid? Yeah, well, that'd be. <laughs> be something so so yeah those are those are the types of things that you want to talk about special teams doesn't always go into that like you said but for nebraska to have made a i mean that's a decently significant change you have a different special teams analyst um who's essentially the main guy in charge of that the the other guys on the staff are contributing with that too but Mm -hmm. javon dewitt was the main guy last year uh so so this is another thing and and look Javon DeWitt, he did great while he was here. He was also dealing with a medical issue. You don't know how much that mm-hmm. might have sapped his his uh, ability to, to to get the the best out of those guys. So this is this is something that is encouraging. Rutledge is is a key reason why they got both Cerny and Culp. So mm-hmm. if both of those guys are are starting in twenty twenty, and both of those guys are are contributing in a positive way. You know, score another one for Rutledge and score another one for Frost and bringing this guy in. So the long and the short of it is. There was an issue on special teams in 2019. In the offseason, Coach Scott Frost attempted to shore it up, both with someone in charge of that portion of the game with Rutledge, as well as what did they do personnel-wise. That room got overhauled. Mm-hmm. As a fan base, and I know we said we're, we're going to talk about it because we get to go talk with them more often than the average fan, but from a fan base, that's at least encouraging to say what was an issue. That issue sure looks like there was an attempt to fix it at the very, very least. Now we just have to see how that pans out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you mentioned the the you know maybe maybe Nebraska's playing a Wahoo kid when they go out to Rutgers. <laughs> um, so we've got the Noah Vedral news to discuss. Um, there's also some some qualification news in in, in regards to a, uh, a Nebraska commit. Uh, a signee yep. for the 2020 class um, that we've got to get to as well. Um, that's a pretty important deal. Uh, you also have BTN's Nebraska Day. We'll discuss that. Uh, and and a big hoops commit as well. A big hoops yes. commit. Important and large. Both things. Both things. Uh, hey, this is cool. We're on Facebook Live. Um, we are also going to be joined by Michael Brunson in our next segment. He's going to join us as well, and we're going to get his... Uh, we're gonna get his pretty face on the on the on the video there for you go. too. So, um, I'm over there now. I'm over here. I'm running the board. <laughs> We're having fun. It's a Saturday morning. This is what we do. Uh, welcome to the studio. Uh, if you're on Facebook Live with us, if you're not, head over to the Facebook page at KLIN Huskers uh, and tune in. Not only on the radio, but on the video. Uh, Caleb and I are back with Brunts next here on the KLIN Husker Hour. Giving you an inside look at everything Huskers. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on 1400 KLIN. This is fun. Video on a Saturday morning, not just radio. A few extra buttons to hit between breaks. Caleb's running back and forth because he's much more of an expert with the <laughs> Zoom stuff than uh, than I am at this point. Um, but uh, right now we're we're pleased to be joining, uh, pleased to be joined by an expert in his own right, um, an expert in all things Huskers and um, Broncos athletics. We might get into a whole lot of stuff with Michael Brunts of Husker twenty four seven. Brunts, Brunt, I can see you. Yeah, there's a little there's bit a little of an echo. echo. You there? Yep. Yep. I got you. There you go. Yeah, yeah, we're good. good. What's, What's up? Nothing. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. We're, we're just... Turn that down. Turn that That's fun. That's fun. I'm not sure what that is. All right. All right. I can hear myself. I, Brunt, can you hear, hear me? I can still hear you. Okay. okay. Well, well, let's let's get this get going. This going. Uh, uh, it looks, looks like, like you are um, ready, to ready to rock with the background. background. I like the like, pictures. It's uh, I don't have any fancy Zoom backgrounds. My my computer is not new enough to run those. So uh, 
this is what you got. That's good. That's good. That's good. It, it looks, it looks nice. nice. Let's, Let's dig, dig into, into uh, uh, some, some, some Husker, Husker talk, talk here. I want to start with football. football. Scott Frost yeah. is on Sports Nightly this week. He's been he's on MTN as well. Uh, uh, what's, what's his message been about how he's been managing the program during this pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I think they, you know, as much as they can have a decent plan uh, or they feel like they do. Um, you know, I think they're kind of like everybody else where they're just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. I mean, it sounds like at least from what the SEC and, and maybe some Big Ten schools are saying that that maybe June first uh, would be the day that they could kind of get everybody back and and doing something together. Um, you know, in, in the meantime, since March, and they, they've just been kind of making sure the guys stay fed, because uh, that's a huge thing for the staff. With you know, you think about the timing of things. You, you go through basically two two months of winter conditioning. You take you have two practices and then you shut things down guys kind of scramble all over the country going home and don't a lot of them don't have access to gyms um so how do you maintain the the work that you did for two months and and not kind of have to rebuild everything once you get back and i think they've done a good job of that well well i think you'll see pretty quickly once they do get back who's kind of stayed up on things and who hasn't but um you know the the whole time frame of everything is going to be really interesting because you've got you know, guys coming back. You've got the 2020 class that's going to start enrolling at some point. Uh, you know maybe mid June is kind of what we're hearing uh, for when they would show up. Um, but there's just so many moving parts to this, and I, 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 everybody else are just kind of doing all that they can to make sure that uh, you know that they're at least you know staying. Uh, yeah, and you mentioned the 2020 class. The the kids who are coming in, they've graduated high school now. Um, Nebraska gets some good news on Xavier Betts as well. He's he's fully qualified officially now um, from Bellevue West. The the 2020 class are kind of scattered all over the country, as is the team. Um, they're they're going to have to enroll, like you said, eventually. Uh, we're we're kind of just waiting out what happens with the university, right? This isn't necessarily a, a, a Scott Frost decision or even a Bill Moose decision. This is more of the university as a whole, as far as when these, these 2020 kids can get enrolled, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think, you know, well, right now, I mean, it, it is kind of an NCAA big 10 decision because <laughs> currently kind of, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, the ultimate decision, and Scott Frost is, was right on Thursday, is it's not just, um, you know, him or Moose or, or you know, that there's tons of people that are going to have a say in this. Uh, all this other stuff. So, um, you know, when there's actually football, I, I think is going to be fascinating because you're going to have a lot of people with a lot of opinions with different situations and, and, and you know, kind of the realities of COVID in different states. So even in the Big Ten, I mean, you've got, you know, Rutgers over there where, you know, it's been pretty bad in New Jersey, Nebraska, you know, halfway across the country and, and tons in between. So uh, it, it is going to be fascinating when it does come down. All right. Let me meet you real quick. Bruns, do you either have headphones or we might try to call you on the phone? Okay. Um, as we uh, as we get that going, um, we uh, Kayla, we mentioned the Xavier Betts qualification. Uh, big get, obviously, when Nebraska got him in recruiting. He's a big body, six mm-hmm. four. You have him and Omar Manning as well. Omar Manning's out of junior college. Betts is a uh, um, you know a high school student who uh, is fully academically qualified now. That was part of a worry that Nebraska had. They were recruiting him anyway. He's he's in now um, officially, and that's um, why ori- originally the thought was to sign bets in the what is now the normal, the late ish yeah. signing period. Yeah. But then they ended up signing him on that Friday, two days after the that early signing period began. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you had that, you were taking a chance and telling him, "Hey, this is something we're going to we're taking a chance on you here. Go prove us right." And obviously, that's yeah. what he did. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bring All right, Michael, Michael Brunts back, back on. All right, All we right. got the headphones. Can you hear me? Oh, he just okay, unplugged them. We're working this out in real time. This is this is okay. We're we're all we're all doing this together here. 
He's he's got the he's got the cord going. Are those wireless? They are. Oh, very cool. All right, all right. I think that's better. Let's let's keep this going. No, we mute you real quick. Uh, Nebraska also saw Noah Vedral leave last week, and then this week he commits to Rutgers as a grad transfer. Having a kid from Wahoo come in and play and uh, be be able to start a game at Nebraska, that's always fun. That's the that's the thing that you used to see back in the 80s and the 90s. The walk-on kid gets to contribute. You usually didn't see him commit to another conference school and then potentially end up facing him the very next season. It's kind of a weird dynamic now with Noah Vedral headed to a, a fellow Big Ten member in Rutgers. It is, and, and you know, it certainly adds some intrigue to that game in October next year. Um, you know, it, it's – and for him, I, I it makes sense. I mean, I mean, you're behind Adrian Martinez. You're, you're probably not going to, uh, you know, crack that starting lineup unless something pretty drastic happens. So, uh, you know, Greg Schiano's there. They've got something new going on. They're trying to build back that program to where it was the, the first time that Schiano was there. So, I, I – you know, there's opportunity there. I know that there's a pretty good market for Noah Vedral as a transfer with a lot of uh, a couple of Mountain West schools. Boise State was one of them that was kind of in the mix. So, um, you know, if you're a quarterback and you want to play, I mean, and you're blocked in that way, I, I think you kind of have to make the decision that's best for you. And, you know, it seems like Rutgers, uh, especially with the way they've played the last few years, probably isn't married to too many quarterback options right now. Brunts, in the first segment, Cole and I really got into the uh, the special teams, especially over the last week, bringing in a punter and a kicker. And I was I was telling him it it's encouraging to see kind of the overhaul for a room that definitely needed more. Uh, there were the injuries last year, we know that that hurt a lot for especially the kicking game. But how nice is it for you to see what Scott Frost decided to do in the off season, bring in Rutledge, and then now they've got. Uh, more kickers and punters going into 2020. They had to. And, you know, you, you look at a team like Nebraska the last few years has had such a thin margin for error. You know, they, they've played in a lot of close games. They've lost a lot of close games. I mean, they, you have a couple different bounces. A couple things go differently for you. And some of those games, you know, the first two years of the Scott Frost tenure looks markedly different. And special team teams can keep to that. It's, uh, you know, the, the, the position part of things. It's just being able to count on making a field goal when you get in your opponent's 25-yard line, which I don't think they had confidence that they could do last year. Um, so you had to have a pretty big overhaul, you know, not only with who was running it, but also with the personnel. And, you know, we'll see if the moves that they've made end up kind of bearing fruit with production. But – I don't think that you could kind of keep things status quo with the way they were last year going into this season and expect different results. You know, I think the other part of it that will benefit Nebraska this year is you have a lot more depth at your linebacker and your defensive back spot. And some of those positions that are kind of the the cornerstones of your coverage units on special teams. And I think last year with the way that they used the four game red shirt thing, it didn't seem like there was enough continuity in those groups. And I think that hurt him later in the season. And, and that's when you saw uh, some of the bigger busts, uh, you know, kickoff returns for touchdowns, that kind of thing that really swung games. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you can find a guy that, that can give you a good hang time on punts, a guy that can actually get the ball through the end zone consistently on kickoffs, I think Nebraska is a much better team on special teams. And it's really not, uh, you know, any, any kind of wholesale changes that you have to make. It's just, you know, putting a different guy in there and seeing if he can do the job. Joined by Michael Bruns from Husker 24-7 here on the KLI and Husker Hour. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit to a sport that in an, uh, a normal world we would be actually paying attention to results right now, and that's baseball. Um, you had a chance to talk to Ty Roseberry Bruns about his decision to not take advantage of the NCAA's option to redo that senior season. Most of the guys did. Roseberry did not. What did you learn about what went into Ty's decision? Yeah, for, for Ty, he, you know, he obviously had an interesting career. He was at UNK for two years, really productive there, uh, hit 15 home runs his sophomore season, and then they cut the program. So, you know, he ends up at Nebraska as a walk-on, um, you know, plays two years, started t- 10 games this past year in the shortened season. And for him, you know, and, and I think for some seniors, if you're pretty confident that you're not going to, uh, you know, go on and, and play professional baseball or that, that that's something that you want to pursue – 
you know, you have to look pretty hard at, you know, is it worth it to you to come back for another year? Uh, it, it wasn't, you know, Ty didn't have this issue. You know, for some guys, it's a financial thing. You know, is it worth paying another year of tuition for a, a year of baseball when you know that you're not going to probably play professional baseball? Uh, for Ty, he's going to graduate in December. Uh, he has an internship this summer, a job waiting for him uh, in January. So, you know, I, I think I think he was kind of like a lot of guys where, you know, you gear yourself up for your senior season, you get ready for that year. And in order to do it again, uh, you know, you kind of have to get in the right headspace for that. And I don't know that he was there. So, uh, you know, so far, I, I know that Gareth Stroh or, or Ty told me that Gareth Stroh and um, uh, Mojo Haggy are, are, are going to be coming back. Uh, I'm not sure on Roscom uh, and Joe Acker, but uh, you know, that, that's kind of the, the decisions I think that a lot of guys are, are wrestling with right now where, you know, back in March when the, the NCAA said you could have that extra year, I think a lot of people assumed that it was going to be a foregone conclusion. That these guys are, guys are going to come back, but I think there's a little bit more of a decision making process that had to take place for these guys. Yeah, baseball, one of those sports, especially a lot more goes in because of the way they split up those scholarships. All right, Bruns, we've hit two of the three main Husker men's sports, football, baseball, so we're going to go for the trifecta. Husker men's basketball, a big guy, 6'10", Eduardo Andre. What have you seen from him, expectations coming in? He hasn't even been playing basketball for, what, three, four years? Um, so there's a lot of raw talent and size there. Uh, what what are your expectations when you see that this this week? Yeah, it'll be interesting because, you know, with the way that Nebraska's roster is right now, they obviously wanted, um, you know, that that last scholarship to go to a a big that, you know, was a high school guy that they could bring in and and kind of develop a little bit. Uh, You know, Adamas Sinogo was was one large target for Nebraska for a long time. He goes to UConn, and Nebraska pivots very quickly to Eduardo Andre, who – like you said, he's got kind of an interesting background. He really hasn't played a lot of organized basketball. He's six foot ten, left-handed. He watches highlights. You know, he, he can kind of do the things that you want a guy that's six ten to do. He, he can protect the rim. He can rebound. Uh, he runs the floor really well. I think for a guy that's six ten, two twenty, sometimes that's a uh, you know kind of a mixed bag uh, with high school guys that, that size. size. But, but, but um, uh, you know, there's not going to be the pressure on him to come in and play 30 minutes a game right out of the gates. I, I think that's a good thing. You can kind of develop him, work on his skills. And, you know, you look at the schools that were recruiting him, and I, I think sometimes this time of year uh, when there's a scarcity of, of high school guys, um, you know, you, you get a lot bigger programs involved with recruiting guys. But Nebraska right. beat out yeah, Maryland, Maryland, Illinois, uh, Texas A&M. Uh, for Eduardo Andre, who I, I think he has a really high ceiling. I think, you, you know, when you see the work that Fred Hoiberg's done in developing bigs like that, uh, big, you know, athletic guys, uh, I, I think that the, the future is pretty bright for him. So uh, I think they were going to be selective with that, that last scholarship, but I, I think they were really pleased to get a guy like that who has so much potential this late in the process. That's Husker 24-7's Michael Bruns joining us here on the KLI and Husker Hour and on Zoom and on Facebook Live. Uh, it's a brave new world. We appreciate you braving it with us. Uh, I like the uh, the branding with the 24-7 shirt as well. I think you actually – so I think you muted – he can't hear you right now. All right. There we go. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what I thought. All right. Yeah, I thought I might have fixed the problem, but I actually did not fix the problem. I just muted myself. Um, well, hey, so Brunsa, uh, I was just saying uh, we appreciate you braving this uh, this new video world with us, uh, and uh, I, I like the the Husker twenty four seven branding on the on the shirt. That's uh, that's good work. Just in case I forget where where I work. Well, well I, 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 did, I did I did a similar thing for you. I, I went ahead and wore my uh, my Chiefs shirt because uh, I know you're a big Broncos guy. So it's it says, uh, "Do we have time to run Wasp from the from the Super Bowl?" Nice. <laughs> I heard. I heard the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I heard. I heard about that. They did. It was great. <laughs> All, right, All right. Thanks. Thanks again, Bruns. We appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Thanks, guys. Michael Bruns from Husker twenty four seven. We're getting there. We're getting it figured out. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, it's 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 a new thing for us. We're uh, we're figuring it out, and uh, it's fun. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, if you're on the uh, if you're on the Facebook Live on KLIN Huskers. If you're not, you can get over there and enjoy the rest of the show. We've got plenty more to get to. No more echo, hopefully. 
And uh, it's BTN Day, or Nebraska Day on BTN, and that's what... Uh, Were there any games you thought maybe should have been that got left out? You know, I've got some thoughts. You got one day, you get 24 hours, and you leave out some pretty big games. Um, we're going to discuss some of that and uh, plenty more when we come back. That's Caleb. I'm Cole. This is KLI and Husker Hour. Giving you a complete review of the Huskers news this week. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio, 1400 KLIN. Back here on the KLIN Husker Hour. You're just joining us and you missed Michael Brunts. You can catch up on our uh, Facebook and Twitter pages at KLIN Huskers, the podcast page at KLIN.com. If you're already on at KLIN Huskers, of course, you are seeing us live on Facebook. Hi. Hello. Yay. I think my kids might be watching. I don't know. They're pretty distractible. So um, <laughs> if you are, hi, uh, listen to mommy. Um, we uh, we talked a, a little bit earlier about how it's Nebraska Day on BTN. Yep. In this in this age of uh, the pandemic, the great isolation, as I like to call it, it's you have to figure out creative ways to still put content out there, which we are doing with our, our video right now. And, and uh, quite honestly, I think BTN has done a good job. Yeah. Of, of the content they put out there. And especially when you think about going through and doing 24 hours of each school, yep. as soon as you do that, you have automatically filled 14 days. You filled a two-week span. Beautiful. I'm sure that's that's a great, you know. That, so that has to feel good. It um, does. And, so, and, and last, I will, I will also uh, say just uh, we talked about the Chiefs with Brunts because he's a Broncos fan. I will also mention the Royals, uh, the, the Fox Sports affiliate they're doing. Uh, kind of a recap of the 14 oh, 15 playoff rounds, yeah. too. So, kind of a similar thing there. It's just you got to fill the time with something, right? Exactly. So, so f- this began at 5 a.m. Uh, 5 a.m. Yep. All of these times are in Eastern. Why did we leave this in Eastern time? All right. <laughs> okay, not going to dive into that. Very critical. Um, but began at 5 a.m. this morning with the uh, uh, conference semifinal baseball game, Nebraska and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, so the Michigan other th- was a college World Series team. The the other thing is, Nebraska wins all of these games, guys. Spoiler like, alert! <laughs> spoiler. Um, <laughs> so that began right there. That played the full three hours of it. Um, immediately followed by Nebraska, Michigan State from 2014, um, beating number nine Michigan State. That was on right as we were getting and, ready for the show. And now you've got. Nebraska-Minnesota from February 2019. James Palmer hitting a pair of free throws with just over a second left in the game. 62-61 over Minnesota in Lincoln. You've got a lot of things going on throughout the day. So, as a matter of fact, let's just, I'm just going to run these down really quick, Cole. Yeah. Um, so then you've got the Nebraska men's basketball in Italy. They had the three episodes that are 30 minutes. They run those back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Yep. You get into The Journey, which is Big Ten basketball. Fred Hoiberg. Hoiberg happens to be on that. That's at 1130. Um, you get to noon. Football, 2014 Gator Bowl against Georgia. That's the 99-yard pass from Tommy to Inunua. Amir Abdullah, 122 yards and a touchdown. Yep, yep. Um, and then you get to uh, 1 o'clock. You've got Unbeaten, the life of Brooke Beringer. Uh, you get to 2 o'clock, Nebraska-Penn State 2013. That's the Kenny Bell kickoff return. Pat Smith game winner in overtime. Exactly. Uh, 3 o'clock, you get some more Nebraska-Penn State, but this one volleyball from this last, year. From this last November, yep. the five-setter over the seventh-ranked Nittany Lions. Yep. Uh, 4 o'clock, more volleyball, Nebraska-Minnesota from this last November. Again, Lexi's son uh, goes past the 1,000 career kills mark. Yep. 5 o'clock. Orange Bowl, 95 versus Miami. 6 o'clock, Big Ten Elite. It's the basically the feature Follow on the 94 yep. Nebraska football. 7 o'clock is the 98 Orange Bowl against Tennessee, followed by the 97 football team feature. 9 o'clock tonight, Penn State, Nebraska, but from 2018 at 10 o'clock, Nebraska, Penn State. Um, again, 15. yeah, 15. Yep. And then you dive into, you get to midnight Michigan and Nebraska wrestling, this um, is from last February. Yeah. Which was a great, great duel. Yeah. Uh, two o'clock in the morning, um, Oregon and Nebraska football, Tommy Armstrong having himself a big day there. Oregon was ranked and then you close it off three in the morning tonight ish slash tomorrow. 
This one might be my favorite one. You've got the Big Ten Women's Soccer Tournament Championship, Nebraska over Dem Hawkeyes. <laughs> Your favorite for the opponent, I believe. That is the one. Yeah. So we stick the Iowa game at three in the morning. What are you doing, BTN? Uh, yeah. yeah. That that needs to be. That's a prime timer. Put that at seven tonight. Come on. <laughs> um. So we go through all of that. Hey, I used to call women's soccer. I was uh, love women's soccer. Two two years uh, voice of women's soccer. Um. So you go through all of that, Cole. Yes. Have to include when you look at volleyball, the Penn State matches, of course. Sure. Yeah. Um. Because BTN has those. Those are the conference ones. Yeah. Um. Nebraska is still relatively new to the league, only been here about a decade now. Mm. But when you dive into the football stuff, you dive into a couple of championships and then features on a couple championship teams. Which they've they, never done the uh, the Nebraska Miami Orange Bowl. Yeah, um, that's a debut, quote unquote, for Big Ten Network to have that. So that's a, condensed down to an hour, which yeah. is pretty cool. So there are some nice things to have in there. Basketball, I mean, there's been the up and downs. There's been some good games. But you go through all of this, is there anything that maybe was missing? I mean, what are you doing without No Sit Sunday, BTN? <laughs> you aired the game. It, it's your property. <laughs> um, and, they, and like you said, right before we came on the air, it was the Michigan State game from 2014. Then they roll into a 2019 game. Look, I understand you want to be like, you know, more recent vintage, but Nebraska only went to the tournament one time. In the last 20 years, 22 years, you go back to 98, and that was 2014, and that game against Wisconsin is the reason why. Put that game in this slot right now. It's airing Minnesota-Nebraska. Great game. Sure. Whatever. Give me no-sit Sunday. Do you know how many people would have gotten up, not just to listen to us like all of you do, or watch us now on Facebook Live? Yeah, there would be people getting up immediately. Yes. There would be live Twitter happening 9 a.m. on a Saturday. My Kansas City Royals, or my Kansas City in general, Chiefs and Royals, my Kansas City Twitter feed was lit up last night with the Game 6 ALCS game against the Blue Jays in 2015 with the the mad dash for Lorenzo Cain around the bases, mm-hmm. Wade Davis hanging on at the end. Like, that's that's what you do this for. And sure, you have the, the football games with the, the Orange Bowls from 94-97 teams, you have those in prime time, mm-hmm. along with their corresponding Big Ten elite feature stories. Yep. But, come on. And you follow those up Give with, me... obviously, volleyball against Penn State a couple yep. of times. Like those, Great decisions there. Give me no-sit Sunday, people. Give me no-sit Sunday. Okay, so that's, that's the biggest Or, at the very miss. least, give me the first matchup Nebraska-Iowa from... 2019-2020 basketball. Yeah, that would have been nice. Or even the uh, even the one at the end of 2019 where Thor has the block. Yes. Amir Harris with the the driving layup in overtime. Johnny Trueblood playing significant. That was like the start of the Big Ten uh, tournament run. Did you see Miles broke down that game? I think yes. B- BTN had him break yeah. down that game live yeah. video via Zoom. That was awesome yes. to see him talk about that. I would. I mean, even that game would have been better than this Minnesota game. I have nothing against this Minnesota game. It's a great finish, whatever. Um, but they could have done better. Or, I mean, I just want to watch Miles falling down trying to run to the tunnel. Yeah. Just Just play that clip between every game now. <laughs> just on a loop like that's the commercial <laughs> you don't need the ad for you know uh, the uh, whatever nebraska is is doing in the classroom just skip that for one and just give you me 10 miles tripping over stuff and and, and throwing right out the up. safe sign yeah so you have okay no sit sunday egregious leave off yeah um and it's it's their property they aired the game there's no reason they couldn't put it on i don't know about these other things but uh 95 fiesta bowl you know, give me Frazier's run. Um, you have Nebraska back to basketball. Uh, they beat they beat Kansas a few times in the '90s. You know those great teams from the early '90s of Piatkowski. Uh, give me a little bit of that. You know, maybe a uh, maybe a buzzer beater. Um, you, you got baseball. I, there's not as much that they can do. Maybe that wasn't aired originally by BTN, so I don't know how much they can get. But yeah. you could go back to some of the super regional victories that sent them to the College World Series in 01, 02, 05. Um, there's that Texas game that was aired by ESPN. I had went, that po- that back to the black poster. They went 14 innings, 16 innings, something like that. The the Friday nighter with Jabba Chamberlain mm-hmm. going nine strong. Like, there's a lot of games that you could have put in here 
Um, and the Michigan game for baseball, that's fine. They got good stuff for volleyball. Um, you've got you got wrestling and soccer represented as well, but I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm itching for some for some for some content, and I just I had some thoughts, and I apologize to Big Ten Network's programming department if they were insulting insulted by the no I think the that, content of this segment. I think that those would be good things, and obviously. We don't know what the exact timeline is. They might do another 24 hours thing. Like there, there might be a round two of this going forward at some point in the summer. Um, where they where, take my advice? Where yeah, where they pretty much just play no sit Sunday on a loop for That's 24 fine. hours and 10 miles falling and getting back. Yes, up. but th- th- those are things that when you look at this, Nebraska can fill essentially a pretty good 24 hour span of everything getting condensed a little bit, and we still have plenty of space to say. What could we fill for an, for another 24 hours? Yes. That's a nice thing to have. Mm-hmm. Because what does Rutgers Day look like? Uh, if they don't play the kick against Louisville from Jeremy Ito, it was on ESPN. Hopefully they can get it, but like that's it. That's the high watermark for Rutgers football. Is, is Other I, than invent, you know, playing, in the, playing in the first game against Princeton, for which I, I don't think they have video For of. Iowa Day, are they just going to play the last five years against Nebraska? Is that going to be it for them? They could play the Rose Bowl I know, I know Christian the, McCaffrey runs all <laughs> over them. Um, or they play the Michigan State drive that took 16 I mean, they've the obviously got some good, some good wrestling things. Their, their women's basketball team, I will say this, one of the best in the Big Ten year in and year out. <laughs> What, what what are you going to do, Iowa? Yeah, good for them. <laughs> Iowa, whatever. All right, we've bashed Iowa significantly in this segment. I think that's a, I think that's a win. We'll we'll call that a victory and move on. All right, more to get to. Um, I want to dig into a little bit more on Eduardo Andre. I do as well. Um, Husker hoops commit. Big guy, filled some need. Quick pivot from Sonogo. We talked about the uh, previous show. Um, after having missed out on his commitment, um, they get this guy pretty quick. Uh, so we're going to talk about that, Fred Hoiberg's squad, um, and uh, a retirement from a former Husker as well uh, to get to. We'll tell you who that is. That's all coming up here on the KLIN Husker Hour. Husker football, basketball, baseball, and beyond. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on 1400 KLIN. Back here on the K-Lion Husker Hour. We're just going to let Caleb sing the, re- the rejoiners now. We'll do what we can. <laughs> he's, he's the only one with a beard anymore, so he's got to carry this thing, at least until I can grow mine back. Yeah, someone has to. Okay, so, Eduardo Andre. What is what? Cole. Yes. When we got into the season, we knew some folks were transferring out, yeah. and we, we were trying to figure out what the class was going to look like. One of the things... I know I said it. I know you said it. It has been repeatedly beaten down already. What did Coach Hoiberg need to get? We know he's got the athletes. We know he's got speed. He's got guys that can score. What is a necessity in the Big Ten? A big guy. Yep. Going and getting someone 6'10 plus. We didn't know if we were going to be able to get that. Um Lat May, uh, Mayan, yeah, Mayan, Mayan. I have to get that through my head. It's Mayan. I'm going to mess it up every time. But him coming in, we went six nine. That's pseudo your big guy, along with Ivanu Drago. What like you don't really have a lot of depth there. How do you fill out this class with that big guy? Missed out on a pretty prime recruit. Late, late to the party. UConn went in and stole him. But we get Eduardo Andre. Um, have you? I know there's there's been like some huddle film. There's there's a lot of stuff on YouTube from yeah. his, from his AAU. Watching him move up and down the court, just like Michael Brunts, uh, Huskers twenty four seven was telling us earlier in the show, he moves really well for a big guy up and down the court, and he does the things. If I'm a six ten guy in high school, doesn't matter what the level is, you kind of expect a six ten guy to be able to do a lot of those things around the rim, to block some shots, get some dunks without having to elevate a whole lot, um, disrupt a lot of things defensively. But the the things that he did with that looked not just good for 
his level that he was playing at, you saw a lot of very raw ability. Then you learn his story, originally from Angola, moved to London when he was really young, kind of figured out, oh, there's this basketball thing, so moved to the States, was playing in Dallas, played three years of high school ball in Dallas, moved to uh, the Phoenix area, uh, Compass Prep, played his senior year there, played some AAU ball during all of that time as well, He's very, very raw. Think about anyone who's played any sports. If you did not pick it up until you got to high school, what would your level of play have been like? Regardless of the physical tools and being a 6'10 guy. Yeah. If you pick something up when you are 14, 15 years old, what are the what your abilities are when you're 18 are very different than someone who's picked it up when they were like 5. Oh, certainly. So the raw ability that he has there now... I don't I don't know if Coach Hoiberg is going to think red shirt and let him build muscle this first year or play him limited minutes and just say we're going he's on just a four year plan, essentially. Not that you can guarantee anyone's gonna stick around for for four years, but he's a six ten guy, about two twenty, very, very raw. He's gonna have to bulk up. He's yes. going to have to put some pounds on. Yes. Yeah, and and so you know maybe you're able to redshirt in this year, maybe you're not. Um, if you don't have him, then your your guys at the front are going to be Wade Rogo. Um, he's six nine. You've also got Lat Mayan, like you mentioned, six nine, six eight. Uh, Delano Banton six eight, but he's more of a guard. You're not going to necessarily see him doing any of the dirty work on the boards. Derek Walker is certainly a candidate to do that at six eight. He's going to be a forward. Um, you have uh, Shamil Stevenson. Another guard, but he's six six, so he does have size. He and Banton might be able to help out a little bit, but you're gonna be undersized. Yeah. Um until Andre can can kind of get ramped up. Um just quick aside, um, I love the fact that Noah Vedrill and Brant Banks are still on the Nebraska basketball roster on Huskers.com. Forever. They are for so that's one of those things when you look Noah back, Vedrill's already at Rutgers and he's still on the Nebraska basketball roster. That that's one of those things though. <laughs> when you look back at the rosters throughout the years when you're looking back, and we're in we're in 2030, and we're going, gosh, what was what was the Nebraska what was the Nebraska ball roster 2019 2020? You pull it up, you're gonna have Brant Banks, and you're gonna have Noah Vedral there for eternity as the all time Nebraska men's basketball roster. They logged their minutes. Yep, they did their due for that week. Yep, love it, love it. So back to Andre. <laughs> so he his season last year with Arizona Compass Prep. He's got 10.3 points, 9.8 rebounds, and four blocks per game. Um, like you said, it's raw. He's got to be coached. Um, if they can redshirt him, you know, I think that's probably ideal. Um, I, you're 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 probably not looking at a a run to the NCAA tournament type season in year two for Fred Hoiberg like he did with Iowa State in year two, um, just because they turned over the roster again. Um, but you never know. I mean, Delano Banton, Derek Walker, Shamil Stevenson, maybe those three just, they just three amigos this thing like Siobhan Shields, Walter Pitchford, and Taran Petaway did in Miles' second season. Yeah. You never know. But looking forward, if you want Andre to be able to, to, to be in the position to succeed, he's not, he's not quite built the way, the same way that Ivan is, I think. Um, Ivan had a, I mean, he, he's, and he was only what? 15 when he got here <laughs> Some, it seems like. like that did you know that he's young um anyway he was more i think built body wise for the big 10 i don't know that andre is yet and so if you can get him redshirted if you can get him a little bit more skill in the in, in you know as far as coaching goes that might be ideal for him and if you can make it work with the rest of the guys on the roster and still hold your own on the front court um more, you know, all the better for it. Very quick question, and I don't know if you know this off the top of your head as well, but I know, I know, Thor is a—he's returning. Obviously, yes. he'll be a senior. Yes. Are any of the transfers coming in with just this one year for this next year? Uh, I think Kobe King would be a senior. Okay. Yeah, if I recall Trey McGowan's. I know has more time than that. Lat May and Teddy Allen—they have more time than that. Trevor Lakes has what? Trevor Lake's a senior. He's going to have to sit He'll out have, this next he year. He ought to sit out, but yeah, that okay. So I think Kobe King is the one guy who would be a so, senior. So when you're Thor. when you're looking at what this team is, not that you can say okay, uh, there's these two guys and just kind of whatever to them. Yeah. No, the the team's going to be strikingly different this next year. But I do think if you can redshirt him and come back, that 2021 2022 team 
if nobody leaves and you do bring in a couple of guys to replace your two outgoing seniors, and we already know that they're going to have the uh, the sharpshooter, the junior college guy, the, the, the Trevor Japanese. Lakes. Well, not oh. not him, but the, uh, the the kid from Japan. Yeah. Um, you're going to have a team that is set up to be very very dangerous and can build on anything they get from this year with those sit out transfers coming in and getting their time. Yeah. Uh, so so I think those are the conversations we can never jump into what Hoy, into Hoiberg's head, but those are the conversations I think they're having right now with anyone that they bring in, especially Eduardo Andre. Yeah. Hey, what can we do this year? Do we play him and just let him build up for the next year? Or do we redshirt him and say, hey, you're just going to go get big now? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what you're going to look at. And, and yeah, I think you're right. Nebraska's got options. We'll see what they can do with it. Hoiberg's got a, another ball of clay to mold yep. in the offseason uh, for the second straight year into whatever uh, he can shape it into. All right, back to wrap this thing up. Next, this is the KLIN Husker Hour on Facebook Live. Talking with current and former Huskers and those who cover the Big Red, this is the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio, 1400 KLIN. Back here to wrap this thing up. That's Caleb Henry. I'm Cole Stukenholtz. Thanks to Michael Brunts for joining us earlier on. On video via Zoom, we're uh, hopefully not going to have the the echo issues. We'll get that figured out. Yes, we'll we'll fix that. Hey, uh, I wanted to hit on this. Um, Nebraska football had a uh, an NFL retirement uh, officially uh, player walking away from football this week. Brandon Riley. Uh, announced it on social media. He uh, we had we had him on the show yep. prior to the XFL season getting underway. That's right. So he former walk on. Um, he's big into hockey. Lincoln back in the, kid. Yep, back in high school. Uh, Lincoln Southwest walked on to the football team. You heard for you know a couple off seasons and during spring fall practices. Oh yeah, he's one of the fastest guys on the team. Finally makes an impact. Uh, scores the game winner against Michigan State in 2015. Um, had a bunch of acrobatic catches in 2016, mm-hmm. including a few in the bowl game against Tennessee. Um, made the league. I mean, he he made a roster. He made a you know made a living in there for a couple years. So um, good for him. He's hanging him up. He's uh, trying to get a, you know make an honest living somewhere else. Um, it, it's it's always fun to see one of those stories work out to where kid walks on to Nebraska and makes the NFL. Yeah. And that was, and then obviously this this last year played in that shortened XFL season yep. with Demorne Pearsonell play, playing in those slot receiver positions. With your St. Louis Battlehawks, yes, big Battlehawks country here. Um, Lifelong fans, right here, forever and ever for all of those five weeks that they got to play. But that was so cool to get to talk to him on how his journey was still going. He was still giving it a shot with the XFL. Got some run with them. Um, obviously, Demorne was doing fantastic who is now signed he's with the Raiders Raiders right? Las um, Vegas Raiders the Las Vegas Raiders but yeah uh congratulations on, on a career yes. Brandon Riley made Lincoln cra- Lincoln proud not just with the university but high school in the city as well absolutely um hey thanks a lot if you joined us on Facebook live uh or if you're watching this later um if you didn't already get a good look at my t-shirt <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll give right. you that one. Hey, Patrick Mahomes is uh, the commencement speaker for Texas Tech's graduation. Oh, by the way, all right. Yeah, I had to get a Mahomes reference in. It's <laughs> contractual. It's <laughs> what I do. All right. Um, when you join us next week, we'll be back here on Facebook Live. Um, I'll have more of a beard. Good. Caleb will look pretty similar. Yeah. And uh, we will see you then. Go Big Red. <laughs>